0: Hi, I am Lebo Lion and this is the Disruptors series powered by the Lessons with Lion podcast. Disruptors is an interview podcast series that gives you a glimpse into the perspectives of the exceptional African disruptors who've achieved extraordinary feats in their industries. On this podcast, you will get to know the Afri-millennials behind the disruption. Tune in to our Candid Conversations by searching for Lessons with Lion on Spotify, iTunes or SoundCloud. Today we're in conversation with one of the best female chefs in Africa, award-winning entrepreneur and Pan-African influencer, Muhao, more affectionately referred to as the Lazy Makoti. Not only is she beautiful, incredibly hardworking, and intelligent, Moukhao has also proudly showcased South African cuisine on international stages while keeping to her African roots. This is going to be a tasty one.
1: Hi everyone, uh, my name is Moukhao, uh, maybe better known as the Lazy Makoti. I do a lot of things all around food. I'm a trained chef, and now I run my own business called The Lazy Makoti. I'm also a best-selling cup award-winning. Um, I think with everything, it's what you make of it. I found, honestly, honestly, it's 100% you. You are the magic.
0: Yeah. 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 Come let me teach you what that's? They lie with the tweets. Follow me back to my nest. They lying with the podcast. Teach you listen cause I got class. They lie with the impact. You be lying, like, that's a real fact. Come let me teach you a lesson. Come let me teach you a lesson. They believe with
1: the tweets. Follow me back to my nest. They lying with the podcast. Cause I got
0: test. They will lie with the impact. You be lying, that's a real fast. Let me learn you something. Let me learn you something. Let me learn you Come here, let me learn you something. Let me learn you something. Let me
1: learn you something. Let me learn you something. Come here, let me learn you something. 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 Come here, let me learn you song Let me learn you song Let me learn you something.
0: Let me learn you something. hi guys and welcome to another episode of lessons with lion today i'm really excited about who i have on the podcast because firstly she's a woman and she's african but she also does something that i wish i could be doing because i love food and i think it is the best thing in the world like of all the industries I could be in, I think food is the one I'd want to be in after what I'm doing. So I'm really excited about my guest and you know, as usual, I don't actually tell you who it is. I let the guests introduce themselves. So please tell us who you are.
1: <laughs> Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Morau, uh, maybe better known as the Lazy Makoti. I do a lot of things um, all around food. Um, I'm a trained chef and now I run my own business called The Lazy Magotti. I'm also a best-selling cookbook author. Aitch,
0: black girl magic.
1: Award-winning.
0: Award-winning. That's that's <laughs> profound. How old are you if you don't mind me asking? I'm 30 years old. Oh my gosh. Mm. And when did you start with Lazy Magotti?
1: Um, A couple of years ago. I think I was 26 going on 27. Mm. Um, and I had been working in corporate for a few years. And a friend of mine needed cooking lessons. So she was due to get married. Um, and one of the expectations of her new family was, you know, can you cook? Exactly. <laughs> and I'm, I know it's 2019 and this is still the expectation. Mm-hmm. Um, so then she asked me to give her these cooking lessons because she primarily wanted to learn to make South African food
0: Mm. and
1: everything was all Italian and French and everybody else. And so that's when she asked me. So I give her these lessons and she starts telling people about it and literally snowballed from there. That became what I do on weekends. I teach people how to make like stuff that I thought was basic, like bap and chakalaka. Mm. And then I decided, you know what, I'm not happy here in the job that i was doing so i'm gonna see if we can make this work wow yeah so i took part in this um accelerator program and then i joined an incubator for about six months Mm. and then that's when i really thought you know what yes i am going to register this as a business and
0: i'm going to make it work it's actually quite interesting that you talk about accelerator programs. Mm-hmm. A lot of people who listen to this podcast are in jobs that they hate mm-hmm. and they have a side hustle that they want to make a real hustle. Mm-hmm. What do you think of in- incubators? Do you think that they really work? Do you think that it's up to you? What, what do you think of them?
1: I think, um, well, my experience of anything, because mm. I've done um, an incubator, I've done a fellowship as mm. well. Um, I think with everything, it's what you make of it. I found, honestly, honestly, it's 100% you, you are the magic, it's 100% you, uh, because you have people that go into incubators and do amazing things, and then people that get like zero nothing out of it, it's much like a degree, there are people with like these amazing degrees and they're sitting and they're doing nothing with it, and then there are people with like basic qualifications but the things that they are doing.
0: Are just incredible. incredible.
1: Yeah, so m- with everything in life, I think the magic is you and what you do with
0: it. Oh, I love that you said that. This is the reason why we are doing this Disruptors podcast because we want to unveil this myth that people who are successful just became successful. You know, like you said, it's hard work. You make anything what you want to make it. And I really love that you're saying that. And going back to the story that you just told me about how you started the Lazy Magoti, I've got quite a few questions about that. <laughs> Firstly, the name, okay? Yes. I remember you were on a radio show, I think a couple of years ago, I heard you on a radio show. Mm-hmm. And they asked you why you chose this name. Wasn't it offensive to a few <laughs> 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 who heard this name? How did it come about?
1: Um, I find that the majority of the people, my people, mm get it. Okay. They immediately hear the name and they laugh because they get it. Um, so how the name came about is how the business started. When this friend of mine needed the cooking lessons and she said, oh my gosh, they're going to call me the Nezi just because I can't uh... cook. And then I thought that that was funny and that's how the name happened. Um, but yeah, in the beginning I did have like people want to kill me. <laughs> for this name. Yeah. But I think everybody gets it. I mean it's it's like funny and like a word to take at all of these expectations that so unfortunately exist.
0: So what made you stick to your guns when people were like we don't like this name? Because it's a good
1: name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you knew it. You were like it's I don't care. It's a good name. It's a good name. Yeah. I agree with you. I literally I remember that radio show and when he said the lazy magoti, I was like yeah. and i and it literally makes wanted to
1: Yeah, what is this?
0: That's a brilliant name. Yeah. Brilliant brand, I think. How did you go from being in corporate, having a side hustle, and having the courage to charge your friends? Because obviously, people, mm-hmm. it was people you knew who, you, who were taking your services first. How did you know how to charge them? How did you even start that conversation? Because a lot of people struggle with that.
1: I didn't. I didn't know how to charge. And I didn't know how to do anything, which I think um, everybody needs to get. You don't have all the answers, and it's okay that you don't. And you will figure them out as you go. Mm. The trick is to just start. They're not going to all, like, come to you. So you need to start so that they can come. So in the beginning, I was grossly undercharging um, when I eventually did the maths. I was paying for the cooking classes. Essentially. Essentially, because mm-hmm. I was going to people's houses doing the cooking lessons in your house, which I thought, ah, oh, that is so like appealing that you know I come to your house, mm-hmm. um, but I, I I wasn't factoring in the petrol to come to your house. All of that time, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm doing a class in you know the privacy of your home, it won't be a three-hour class like I said it would be. Cause then we start talking about this and mm-hmm. that, and then I'm spending six hours in your house, but I'm only charging you for three hours. Um, so in the beginning, I really was, you know, it was, yeah, tough. It was tough.
0: And how did you convert it? How did you? When did it change for you?
1: And then, um, I li- like I'm saying, as you go, mm. you start to see a lot of things. You start to learn an, uh, a lot of things because then you discover other businesses that are doing exactly what you're doing, or something like what you're doing. And then you, you know, you poach from there. You know, oh, okay, let me. How, how's about I do a group session instead of just this one person? Mm. Then for the three hours, I'm earning all of that money. Okay, what if I hire out a studio? And then it's everybody can be hands on, and then you real, and then I've, I realized which is what I do now. I instead have a studio. Everybody comes to the studio. It's 30 people at a time, mm. and then they're all paying as opposed to just one level paying
0: one fee. Exactly, mm-hmm. it's you scaling your business essentially.
1: Yeah, and I'm able to keep costs for you, you know, relatively low because you know. <laughs> yeah.
0: I know. There are lots of people in South Africa, especially in the townships in the rural areas, who can cook mm-hmm. and who are trying with catering companies, etc. Et they want to be in the food business, but their lives are still the same. Mm-hmm. What does it take to be an entrepreneur specifically in the food industry in South Africa?
1: I think you need to know what you like. I think with every industry, um, I'll just speak specifically to mine, being a chef and cooking. There's so much to do. Um, but you need to figure out what of that are you, number one, good at and do you like doing? I like teaching people how to cook, that's what I like. I don't, you know, I could easily be in a five-star restaurant, you know, making Michelin star type dishes, but I found that that's not what I enjoyed. I have done that, you know, to get my qualification. You have to, you know, be in the industry kitchen for a while. Um, And I found that I didn't like it as much as I enjoy this part of, like, teaching normal people how to make, you know, really amazing meals in their own kitchens. Um, so I think that's step number one is figuring out what you're number one good at and what you like doing, mm. um, as opposed to, you know, seeing someone doing this thing and thinking, oh, okay, there's money there, I'm going to go do it.
0: Copy so paste. figure
1: out... It's not <laughs> a copy-paste. No, <laughs> figure out what you genuinely like doing. Yeah. Um, and do your research. Mm. I mean, there is just so much... With every year, I discover a new thing Mm. that my business can do. Another, you know, income stream for the business. So do your research.
0: What are the few qualities that you would kind of highlight as things you need to have in your personality to make it as an entrepreneur? I mean, with what you said, one thing I got was being teachable and learning all the time. So are there other things? Resilience. Resilience. Oh. <laughs> All the resilience in the world.
1: In the world. Yeah. Um, because you lose money trying to start a business. Mm. You will lose friends trying to start a business. You will lose so much. So um, a lot of resilience um, and belief in yourself. Um yeah, believe in this thing that even you are not sure if it's real, if it's gonna work, but mm. you just have like this belief that <laughs> it is real, happen. yeah. And um, obviously being teachable, like you said, mm. um, there's so much that you don't know, there's so much that you don't know that you don't know. Um, so I always encourage, um, where possible, and I try to make it possible, to get inside a, a classroom or find a, a mentor that can teach you some of those things, these things that you don't know, mm. you don't have to make all the mistakes that they are to make, and you can skip that step by just like asking someone who's already doing this thing that you want to do. Mm. It's that easy. Um, there are lots of people, lots of resources, um, and people do want to help you, but you have to ask
0: you have to ask
1: you have to ask
0: i'm glad that you made that point about mentorship and mm-hmm. asking mm-hmm. a lot of the time on twitter i have conversations with people and they say that it's hard for black women to get mentors how did you get mentors do you have mentors mm-hmm. how did you get mentors is it hard or is that a myth men-
1: i think it's maybe hard for black women to and you know i don't want to diminish anyone's you know experience yeah. Um, maybe it's hard to ask. I mean, I look at some of the people that are my mentors now and I'm like, where the (laughs) hell did I get the courage to ask this person? Um, but yeah, sometimes you have to sip your own Kool-Aid and believe that yes, I am worthy of asking Oprah Mm. to mentor me. If she says no, she says no, but I'm going to ask. Um, but also I feel like we need to not confuse mentorship with sponsorship which is what i feel like some some people sometimes that's what they they actually looking for or what they're asking i if you have this idea that you know if oprah mentors me then all my doors will open and all this money will come to maybe what you're looking for is a sponsor and maybe that's not what she's offering so a mentor is not god they're not the answer to every question They're just someone to sort of help you a guide yeah a guide that's what they are and mostly because based on the experience that they've had you don't have to go make all those mistakes they can say okay no go here talk to this person but you still have to do the hard work so it doesn't stop with getting this incredible mentor (laughs) who's like a billionaire Mm. and then once i've got them in my corner all of these doors are going to open yeah and also mentorship is a is a privilege and it should be treated as such. It's a privilege to have this person take time out of their work, out of their family life, out of their relationships and all these other things that they're doing to give you an hour of their time. Like most times these high powered people, like their time is very valuable. With that hour, they could be charging like thousands millions of rands to someone else but here they are graciously giving it to you for a cup of coffee to hear what's going on with you and so treat it like that be on time and <laughs> as many people know very likely they know about time so be on time um just recognize what a privilege it is there's so many other people that would have wanted to have this time that you are blessed with so use it wisely
0: you started your career i think at a very young age i think even 30 for me until you're 40 you're young like that is young to me (laughs) so uh, you started your career very young and obviously you had to go into rooms that you you know, had never been in with people who might have been intimidating, etc, etc. And a lot of the time on social media, we talk about imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Have you ever felt imposter syndrome in your career? And how did you work through that?
1: Um, I think I still feel it now. Hmm. You know, there are times when you wonder if... <clears throat> especially if, you know, your career sort of plays out in in front of people like mine like say on social media and people feel like oh my gosh look at you like overnight you just became this and it's not overnight but (laughs) sometimes you know it might look like oh my gosh I remember when you started look at you now and so that that can make you feel like do I deserve this like to work hard and like am I is this really me um but I think you need to know that people will sometimes see and respect you as much as you see and respect yourself. So, um, and I do know that I have worked hard and I sacrificed a lot to get here. So, those feelings will come and they do come. Um, But I always remind myself of, like, where I came from. Like, there were times when it was
0: Bleak, mm.
1: you know, and so I think I do deserve what's happening now because ha, there were times and it was <laughs> bleak. But thankfully, I keep a journal. I don't write it in it. I don't write in it every day, but I keep a journal, and every year on my birthday, I write myself a letter. Oh. and so every year when I get this letter from last year, I'm just like, wow, okay, wow.
0: That's such a good exercise. Yeah. I'm going to try that. That's a you can't, very good idea.
1: You can't remember... It's very hard to remember the exact feeling you had... Even just the year before that. Mm. Everything that you were going through the year before that. Everything you thought you would not survive the year before that. And just like to think... Oh my god, this is just like a year ago. But like look at me now. Yeah. There really is nothing I can't do. And I honestly believe that. Like... When I say, I believe that I am the magic. If I lost the lazy makwoti today, I'll start another business. Mm. And it's going to be just as amazing because I am the magic. That sounds so arrogant. I love me. it.
0: Like, I love it.
1: You have to sip your own Kool-Aid.
0: Sip your own Kool-Aid. I love you that. You have
1: to believe before anybody else. Mm. You. It starts with you. I mean, it's it's and it's the thing that we hear all the time. Even with love and relationships, we're told, you have to love yourself before expecting somebody else to love you. That's
0: true. Yeah. <laughs> it's like church. you're preaching to me. I feel like I'm at church. <laughs> well, my daddy preaching. is a pastor. So. Really? So yeah. you're a preacher's kid. The story gets deeper. <laughs> Do you want to tell us about... <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to tell us about some of your those bleak times that you mentioned? For those entrepreneurs who really... You know, people will see things on social media and they just in their minds they can't unsee that Mm. you came from a past that Mm -hmm. wasn't as great as what they see you as today Mm -hmm. do you can you share some of the bleak times
1: i think one of the bleak times was going from having a really nice car back to Oh
0: (laughs) that's hard
1: yo that was hard and then you know this is Johannesburg, South and some people are friends <laughs> with us for like other reasons, mm-hmm. and um, as a result of that, like you lose friends, like your day one, the people that you thought, you know. And I haven't changed; I'm still me. I just don't have a car now, but you know, it is what it is. You can't force people to stay friends with you. Um, so. Th- one of the hard um, moments was that um, because then I, I had to use a lot of money to go to culinary school, which is like very. So expensive. you paid for that yourself? Uh, no, it's With the money that I got from the accelerator, some of the money paid for the schooling and then I had to use uh, my savings as well. So, and then in the midst of that, because God is a comedian, I went through <laughs> everything at the same time. I mean, I was literally, the, I lost so much weight that year. Um, but yeah, after surviving that, like, nothing pleases me. I can survive anything and everything. Yeah.
0: I love that. I love that. You said something about friends.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Let's talk about friendships. Yes. And... That's something I'm very passionate about. I'm always talking about your circle on Twitter. That's like one of my biggest things. Mm-hmm. How important is your circle? What should your circle be doing for you?
1: Very, very, very key. Um, so I consider the people I consider my, you know, inner circle are probably friends that friendships that got formed in varsity. Some of high school, um, mostly varsity, um, those are the girls I, I consider, you know, my day ones, and some people that I met, you know, in later years on the Mandela Washington Fellowship and other, other things. Um, but your, my, my friendship circle has been where I got, you know, the most encouragement, um, where I draw a lot of my strength from when things aren't, really aren't happening. I know there's always a friend I can call and they will not just comfort me, but, like, come with solutions. Mm. Norman, call whoever, whoever. I know a guy. I know this lady. Let's let's talk. Let's see what's happening. Um, and a friend that you can really be honest with about where you're at, you know, over and above life. <laughs> really be honest. Like, okay, friend... The business is not doing well and they can say okay let me see what are you doing wrong what are you not doing what should you be doing this is what i think you should you should do so i think they're a great sounding board and get real friends
0: what i real know friends? in
1: johannesburg
0: south africa we like friends <laughs> good. but no get real friends yeah no, know you have your best tough.
1: interests at heart and i mean you know you know it's a vibe you, you know it's you an know energy thing you can just ah this girl
0: it's not the one.
1: She looks cute, but no.
0: You were telling us about how you went to culinary school, mm-hmm. and I think that's really awesome, mm-hmm. but you specialize in South African food, right? Mm-hmm. What was the point of going to culinary school if, I, I, I assume that they don't really teach mm-hmm. African cuisine, they so what, what, was, what were you gaining from that?
1: Um, number one, I would not have been able to put together the kind of cookbook that I did if I hadn't gone to culinary school. Mm. You learn things like, how should a recipe for each uh, like um, be worded? Because I'm writing it for someone else mm. who's not going to be with me. So I can't explain that, no, here I actually meant... And um, one of the biggest things, the discipline mm. that is in the kitchen, the respect and discipline that is in the kitchen, you can't buy that. Um, and just certain skills related to cooking that I'm, I maybe would have learned eventually yeah. it's just going to take me much much longer when I can go to this place where they specialise in that thing and learn how to make it but I don't just do South African um, food but that is my passion, where my passion lies with South African food um, I would like to see South African food on the world map just like italian and french and
0: korean and yeah that, that. i think that
1: we are deserving of that
0: as well what is south african food and this is my so this is a south foodie african question food. <laughs> from me i love food and i've always been interrogating this thing of south african food like what is our food
1: everyone is interrogating that even in in our industry yeah what is south african food um it's our traditional food that Umusho, that's um
0: What's uh, It's Sam. Okay.
1: Um our Chakalaka's is very much we're very much influenced by yes a lot of other people's food, other cultures, but that's everybody. Mm. Even French cuisine is not like strictly French. There are influences of other people in there, but you know when you get a dish, you know this is Japanese food. Yeah. And you know no, this this is from South Africa. That's true. You can recognize that this is South Africa. These are South African flavors. Um, so one day I'm also like quite the dreamer. One day, in the same way, a French guy can come all the way from there, because he's an expert in French
0: food. Mm. He comes
1: here and he earns all of these like all this money because like we, we must have an authentic French person be the head chef mm. I'd like that for South Africans yes. so that you are an expert in South African food and they need you to go there and be the head chef
0: I love that when yeah. did you fall in love with food?
1: You see my childhood pictures you would
0: know. <laughs> and I've always been in
1: love with food. Really? <laughs> yeah, I was quite a child. But um yeah, I've always liked food. Um so my 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 father is a preacher, so um you can imagine we're always having people over at the house. So mm. we cook a lot. A lot, a lot. Um and then that's what I'd be doing with my mom. We'd always be cooking. Last
0: meal on earth what would it be? Such a hard question. Uh, it is right? It is. It's a terrible question. Probably jollof rice. Are you serious? Yes. Last meal ever on earth?
1: Probably jollof rice. Don't ask me Good. which one. <laughs> okay. I don't want.
0: <laughs> I was about to add some spice and say which one. Nigerian, no. Ghanaian. let Your, not your fight. own version. <laughs> Africa
1: for everyone. <laughs>
0: just dollar rice, nothing else uh
1: let's see okay no i wouldn't want to have just one thing honestly I would
0: have. I you can have pick one. a whole meal like you can have start meal. okay something post.
1: that my mom made okay my mom's <laughs> curry probably okay my mom's
0: tripe curry tripe curry i've never heard of that before really like i know tripe but no one's ever said curry like tripe and then put curry okay, next sorry. to it. i want to bring you some. Please do, because I love tripe. Mm-hmm. Tripe curry. What makes it a curry? The curry. <laughs> so that what like the spice or the mm-hmm. the way? The spices. Got... So oh. she would make
1: how you would make a chicken
0: curry. Yeah. She uses tripe instead. That's so interesting. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited, guys. <laughs> um, let's talk about awards. Mm. You, I mean, you've been in so many things. You've gotten so many awards. Mm. Do awards matter? and what do they do for your life?
1: Awards, like everything, are what you
0: make of them. Mm-hmm.
1: Like like we said in the beginning, yeah, 100%, there are people that have made it on these amazing lists. But where are they now? Mm. I and then mean, there are people who, like, she makes it on one list next. <laughs> She's gonna fly with it. So, what do you make of them? Um, I have been fortunate to be on, like, to get awards and all these accolades. Some have really made nothing and done nothing. Like, yeah, they just, they've done nothing for me. And then some really have opened doors, mm. you know. there are spaces and places where you go and you say, Hi, I'm a Mandela Washington fellow. And all they the open doors the open. the
0: door, yeah. Yeah,
1: and like red carpet. And then, it really is what you do with it. And I find that... The people that can make the most of it are people who already know already have a plan this is what I want and so everything just feeds into the plan you already have because nothing means anything if it doesn't fit ultimately into your bigger plan so what do you want to do Um, I remember when we were on the fellowship in the States the, the one professor said you know america already has a hundred year plan they know what they want to be doing in a hundred years yes. how insane i love that so lu away now personally do you have a five-year plan do you have a 10-year plan and having a plan doesn't mean like it's set in stone you have to follow it exactly how it is mm-hmm. but it's a guide you know for you to check am i still on track yes you, you know even having like a vision board it's Having a
0: plan. I love vision boards. My whole Perfect. life is based on my vision board. Before I had vision boards, I didn't have vision.
1: Me too. <laughs> Me too. And every once in a while, I take it down and yeah. I'm like, check, check. Yes. Check,
0: check. It's important, right? It is. Visualizing who you want to be.
1: Mm, what you want to do. What you want to have. Yes. And it's okay to like put like all these like vain, materialistic things
0: on there. Do you believe in the whole uh, celebrity entrepreneur trend? I mean, there was one specific celebrity entrepreneur who even said, "We, I don't need your advice, I need money." What do you think of all of these things?
1: I think tech does everything. Maybe he did. He didn't need advice. He needed money. Mm. But like tech does everything. Um, I don't. I personally don't think that there's there's anything wrong with it. Yeah. Um. It, i i find that it helps to like stay in my own lane and um i'm not hurt by there being a
0: celebrity, celebrity, entrepre- celebrity would you call yourself that think i don't, you're famous no. and you're an entrepreneur
1: yes I, I don't think of myself that way i think of myself as an entrepreneur mm. yeah i and like that it just so happens that people follow me on like social media and every once in a while they see me on tv but i don't i don't think that there's anything different about me because people know who i like one or two people will recognize my face i i honestly don't i still have the same challenges that some other entrepreneur has um I still go through the same stuff, I'm still worried about the same things, Mm. you know, will I make rent, will I be able to pay salaries, will I, all of those things I still worry about just like any other entrepreneur.
0: When you were growing or as you are growing your business, did you use social media as a tool to drive the growth or were you using traditional media and then just, you know, having social media, how important has social media been to the growth of your business?
1: essential key like it just as social media has just been a gift um it's it's 100 percent been a gift i think if you're lucky enough that your business uh the medium of social media supports can support your business then that's one thing ticked off your list um especially if you're able to be consistent um then the followers will come Mm. and sometimes it's just people that like for the hell of liking Um, and then there's some really good like some gems in there so social media has really been like key to growing my business especially in the industry that I'm in it lends itself so beautifully to you know mediums like Instagram because then you actually get to see this food that I'm talking about
0: so just like hmm. so for entrepreneurs, because obviously I'm in the I'm in the marketing space, yeah. and a lot of the advice I give people is use social media. And they always say to me, but they don't have a budget. What do you? How do you feel about that statement? And like, is it important to prioritize social media, or do you think it's important to prioritize the other things and then social media will come?
1: They don't have a budget
0: for social media, for marketing.
1: All you need is data that's all you need um, and with anything and everything now keep repeating myself but you learn as you go so you're not gonna have like amazing instagram feed now and that's okay so the more you do it i mean it's that thing yeah the thousand hundred thousand hundred
0: hours isn't it ten thousand hours ten thousand hours 10, 000, yes. yeah
1: so you'll never go from i don't know what i don't know how to use this to i'm an expert Mm. without having not used it so so you have to put in the hours as you go which Mm. is the great thing so now i still do my own social media to this day Mm. and i get better at it because i learn as i go what do you mean you don't have a budget all you need is data
0: you see guys i'm not mean like, here is an entrepreneur. She is doing it. She's saying, what do you mean you're never budget? Because when whenever I say that, people say, I'm being mean because I'm in, I'm in marketing. So I think the stuff is easy. I'm like, no, <laughs> nothing is easy. You Not, have to do yeah, it yourself.
1: You have to learn how to do it until you can hire like a resource to, to do it for you. But I don't understand. You open an account and then you start either tweeting or posting on social media media and then you start following a couple of people that do what you what do you when do. you try to learn you know okay, how are they doing it and then you figure it out guys
0: she said it I'm so glad that you said it I'm so glad that because yes as people do not understand what I mean I'm so glad that you said it how do you deal with the criticism on social media do you get any
1: um not Not so much. I I think I've been lucky to not have been dragged
0: Mm. into social media streets. Um,
1: But not everybody's going to like what you do, Mm. even in real life. And I think that that's okay. Um, And and lucky for me, like, I'm 30 years old, so...
0: You say that like it's so terrible.
1: No, I mean that um, I'm grown, Mm. so I'm not going to, you know my world is not gonna come crumbling down because Mm. someone doesn't like what i'm doing as opposed to if i was like maybe 16 Mm. that would hurt a lot more and i crush my you know but yeah not everybody's gonna like what you're doing and that's okay
0: that's a good message Mm. i i say that a lot how does a person build a a successful brand because you've done it Mm. it's successful we know your name even when I was booking this interview and I said, the Lazy Makoti, they went crazy. They're like, oh my God, that's your interview. Okay, come. You know? <laughs> it's a successful brand. So how, how does a person do that?
1: Uh, consistency. Mm. Um, I think it, it starts with a vision. What do I want this brand to look like? I think of my brand as a person. So if the Lady Makoti was a person, what is she like? Okay, what what does she love? What does she stand for? She's okay. She's South African. It's a a she. She's South African. Um, She's patriotic, um, Pan African, and you know things like what are her colors and thing branding things matter. So read up a little about what that entails. and really a lot of it is learning as you go especially if you're not a marketing and brand specialist, there are a lot of things that you don't think about that as you go you, you there start to be things that you consider um, but how did I do mm. Consistency, brand? Mm. Consistency saying the same thing or trying to say the same thing over and over again um, if you follow me uh, particularly on i'll say instagram um you'll see that the lazy makuti's instagram page is the lazy Margotty's instagram page so you, you won't see my it's dad not moral. Say, yeah you won't see like my boyfriend yes you won't know <laughs> it's a business if you come on the page and and it's very
0: deliberate
1: funny because okay the brand is still very much reliant on me I know that so it's still very much like a personal brand but like a business but like a personal brand mm-hmm. so that line has been very hard to draw in the sand you know where does the lazy macotis start and end and then where does morale start and end but I, I try to be very deliberate to not this is not a personal, it's not my personal Instagram. This is the Lazy Maguti. So everything that's on here is related to the Lazy Magotti. If you're looking for anything about Wow, good luck.
0: Yeah. Good luck. I love that. Those are the kinds of brands I love the most because mm-hmm. you have a purpose. You mm-hmm. know why you are there. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um how have you been able to maintain your Africanness mm-hmm. in everything that you do? because I know somebody who travels, when we're out there, you know, overseas and stuff, you almost have to redefine what they think about African people because Mm -hmm. the perception that they have is what CNN shows them. Mm -hmm. So how have you been able to maintain your Africanness in South African boardrooms and then global boardrooms and events and that kind of thing, but also, how have you been able to make it a positive thing to do? Um...
1: Number one, I am very patriotic. Mm. Like my friends are always like, "Okay, whoa, <laughs> number one South African, we get it." Um, so I try to, you know, I think of what it feels like to be in all of these spaces where somebody else is, an, is somebody else or some other country is an expert, and I want that to be us. You know, I I, I want that to be us sitting at the head of the table telling them because we are the expert in this thing mm. and what better than to be an expert in south africa or africa why must somebody else come and tell us what, of everything that they come and tell us this can't be it as well this just can't be it. So I'm very like passionate about ownership and uh, and you know Africans owning our own narrative and our own stories and our own everything. Mm-hmm. And I study or I try to study a lot of brands that have done it well, be it personal brands or like businesses that have done it well. Um, and like I make like little notes um, of how they did it and how I can take from some of those lessons and apply them to my own
0: business. Do you believe in collaboration? How do you collaborate? Like, how do you decide who am I gonna collaborate with? Is this the right fit for me? How do you make all those decisions?
1: Um, I recently heard this lady say, it's, it's important for her, She so she has a, a business partner it's important for her business partner to understand that she's not just a business person; she's a business woman, and that comes with everything that being a woman comes with. And I, I apply that as well. Um, I know it's it's not very right, right brain.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> to think. To to think to use um, your intuition, which I still use a lot. Mm. Um, And it's very hard to explain, but even in relationships, you can sort of feel, even in the beginning, that this is not a fit. And I do rely on my intuition when I first meet someone. Because I, I believe that we can't make magic if I have that feeling about you we just can't no matter how amazing you are and no matter how you in know, sync it seems our skill sets are i don't think that we can make magic if i'm constantly wondering about you so that's my first thing and um yeah i know it, it's not always like one of my mentors is always like really <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to work with this person because
0: the vibe is not the, right
1: and 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 it has saved me a lot and in the times that i've gone against it i've seen the flames mm. so not anymore so first it's it's that intuition and then um the track record obviously going back and looking at the track record and um seeing if we fit um I I do believe that it has to be a relationship that we both benefit from. I don't want to take from you if I'm not able to give anything and vice versa. I don't want you to take from me if I'm not gaining anything from it. So if, if that ticks all those boxes, then yes, we can collaborate. And we have the same sort of vision about where we want to go.
0: I like what you said. I think I like so much of what you said. That's why I'm not even like commenting. I'm just like, okay, next question. Money. Mm. That money conversation is very hard and you work with a lot of very big brands. Mm-hmm. How do you have the money conversation with your clients?
1: In the very beginning.
0: As in first email?
1: As in, um, so let's say, okay, I'm going to try make it like Really like practical Mm -hmm. because I also hate to when people give like these vague answers and you're like, Yeah, what does that mean? Mm. Um, so let's say a brand contacts me and they are launching a new, um,
0: pop-up kitchen, uh,
1: no, no, uh, a new spice, yeah, Mm. a new spice and um it's the spice that they believe south africans will like because they've been developing it for wherever and it's got south african undertones and flavors and hey it's <laughs> just like like it's gonna work so we just need you to like um speak into the it's always like a vague thing like yeah this, speak into and, the
0: essence of the spice
1: <laughs> and so my first question would be what what is the ask what do you need like tell me in actual terms these are the things that you need so that i can bill you properly and then they'll say okay so we want to do a series of cooking classes because we want our consumers to actually get a chance to you know
0: taste taste sample sample,
1: and also cook with it Mm. and see how you cook with it because maybe it's a kind of spice that needs to be You know, you need to grind it first and not use it directly or whatever. So can you please put together those cooking classes here, 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 this, this many. And then we want you to support that with like social media. And then we want to do a digital campaign as well. So where I will come up with recipes using these ingredients. And then they want to shoot that a YouTube series on their youtube channel and they want to do billboards as well so then i would have to come style the food and the spice and then we take pictures and those go on billboards and then i'm able to to bill separately for all those different things in the beginning i was Grossly, in you know, the charging. Um, I don't know if it's being a woman or if it's being black or if, if it's being a black woman, but we are scared to name the price. And that's when I got a manager who is a guy who is just like, he's not afraid to like, ah, we want this much. And I'm like, I feel like so I feel much- like we're okay. And then he's just like, no, you do what you do best. I'm over here doing what I do best, which is call out the number. So that has really helped. Um, if you if you're afraid to call out the number, get someone else who isn't. Mm. Um, and then factoring in all the costs, I mean every little cost, every the like, cost, yeah, money. everything, Bonner. yeah, like every the cost to send a WhatsApp. Every single cost. It can't cost you. You can't pay for the job. Under no circumstances should you be, be hired by this big company. And you're paying for the job. Never. Yeah.
0: And they demand more from you mm-hmm. once you do the job from them. Like, once you say, okay, show contract, then they go, actually, and this, and this, and this. But if you build them, but this back. is
1: this is why I'm not scared to... Um, build them accordingly because i do want to give more than what they are Mm. i do love to have someone remember yo remember that girl that we worked with yo she gave us so much and that's how you get repeat businesses i always strive to be that person I, i always want to leave this oh the sweetest taste in everyone's mouth because repeat business is just everything it means everything for me to work with someone and know that today level is the brand manager for brand a yeah. should she move i'm going with her if she has a job and she needs i know she's gonna call me and that's what i want that's why i'm not scared to bill as much as i do because whatever the client needs I'm, i, I want to be able to make it happen so that wherever they go I'm, I'm top of the mind. I'm top of mind. That's if they need something and it's in my space, I'm who they're thinking of. And I think that this extends to everything else. You know, all the little things that people may not think about. Um, like people always ask, do you have a PR agency doing the. I don't. I book my own interviews, my own, you know, um, magazine features. And the reason I'm able to do that is because I'm very, very respectful. Everywhere that I am If I'm on a set I will first of all Like Get there Before time So by the time The producer is stressing About everything else Here I am Mm -hmm. And my face is done And I'm ready And I'm the one less thing That she's worrying about So the next time She's anywhere else And they need Like To fill a space And like
0: I'm who they're
1: calling Because I'm there on time I'm Graceful to everyone And You're prepared I'm prepared, and, but also, I, I really want to stress, because I talk to producers, and this is the other thing that they complain about, um, I want to stress being respectful to everyone. Today, the girl that's bringing you tea, and she's the little intern, in 10 years, and I, I know that seems like a long time, but in 10 years, she's the station manager for the SAPC, and nobody is ever, ever going to call you, because you were rude to her, and she remembers that. So don't let that ever be your story. Ever. Don't let that ever be your story. No matter how much you're pushed, no matter how much you tried, just always remember.
0: Maintain your control. Like you, I'm
1: here for a reason. Mm. I'm here for a reason. If this girl is not feeling me, that's on her. But she, she's not ever going to go anywhere and say that I disrespected her. Never. I will always be gracious. I will always be respectful. There will be no story to tell about me and how I was a diva or n- never know. <sighs> <laughs> was
0: long, it wasn't long, it was great. It was, it was honestly like and I, I was, wish everyone was yeah. sitting right in front of us like we could see the people because mm-hmm. this is what matters. What and you I
1: say. always tell my interns I re- like I stress that your biggest advocates always be people who've been in your presence who've worked with you you know I have I'll get like a call from like a random company who I've never heard of never worked with and they're like no it's because Leo who works for like she'll even like work for a competitor mm. but because they don't have the budget or oh, she heard me say this she recommended you and it's and it's based on one that one experience that she has of you but she's such an advocate for you and what you do, and I'll ask like, "Yo, level king on rata so?" Because you're so respectful. That's it. Imagine. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Because in Johannesburg, South Africa,
0: <laughs> you people treat
1: people like trash, and they remember. Yeah. They remember.
0: So no matter what, you just like, no, I'm not coming to your level. No, I'm chilling here. Because I'm here to
1: work. Mm. I'm here to work. Mm. Like I don't need you to like me, but I do need you to respect me. Because in this here space, we're both here to work.
0: How do you convey the respect if someone is just like in your face and they won't stop?
1: I won't engage.
0: You just ignore them.
1: I I won't engage. I maybe not ignore them, but I will speak in my comments. We are just here. For this much time and all we have to do is
0: deliver on this thing
1: afterwards we'll go our separate ways. Mm. we don't ever have to each other if you know that's what you want but
0: and that person won't advocate for you obviously but it do doesn't this. matter
1: funny enough those ones those ones you turn
0: really yeah just by being composed
1: just by like just calm down and also also, not everybody has to like you. I think as a person, you also need to be okay with that. Not everybody has to like you. What they do owe you though, is respect. Yes. I think that everybody is owed respect. Just respect everyone, but you don't have to like them. After we wrap the project, we don't have to go out for drinks, but while we're here, let's just like, be considerate of each other. And like let's make magic. That's why we came here together.
0: A lot of the male disruptors that I'm in, that I've interviewed always talk about value, mm-hmm. right? And then they'll say, if a company's not offering my value, I leave. I don't say yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Have you ever done that? Have you ever said no to you something?
1: You um, You get to a point where you have to. I mean, it's like as small as things like will give you exposure. <laughs> I love that my guy you're calling me because i'm exposed like what do you mean (laughs) you like
0: that's a tweet
1: and but i guess also with that you weigh it i mean if oprah calls and she's like i'm giving you exposure girl (laughs) i'm coming so you weigh it um but i know how hard i've worked and how hard i work and please don't do that to me like no there there are projects that i unfortunately have to say no to because of that Mm. no we are flying you to cape town i can fly myself to cape
0: town (laughs) yeah free food um i've got food in my fridge and i'm banging food (laughs) exactly (laughs) that's a swear word (laughs) what are you saying
1: Mm. um so you have to weigh it and and um the time that i'm taking to go to this cape town is worth something mm-hmm. so in that time I could be working in on, on my business mm-hmm. so there are things that you have to say no to but obviously depending on where you are in your personal journey with your business in the beginning years I did say yes to, to some things exposure related um, and they did help some of them did pay off mm. but right now where I am no
0: you wouldn't do that no. Okay, last couple of questions. Feminism, sisterhood. People talk about pull her down syndrome. They say that women don't know how to work with each other, that they don't push each other, they don't rep each other. We don't, we're not cheerleaders this for each other, essentially in spaces, you know, in certain spaces. What, what's your perspective on that?
1: <laughs> I disagree. Yeah. I disagree. I think that sometimes when something is done or not done by a woman like it's just like amplified when you women don't like each other guys do it too Mm -hmm. is every single guy like an advocate for every single guy no they're not um so no i i i disagree i've collaborated and worked with and have had like women like root for me in the and i've done the same so no but also, <laughs> but also, we all know that girl, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Apparently, everybody dislikes her.
0: Everybody wants
1: to be her. Mm. If you're that girl, I think you need to do quite a lot of introspection. And like, maybe stop being like delusional. Like, what do you have that you think like everybody wants to be you? that's an interesting I never want to be Beyonce and she's Beyonce mm. so um, yeah no, I I really do disagree with that there are a lot of women that want to help other women and they do and once you find them and you should go out and look for them if you do have a friend who's not that person they're not that person like don't bother with them there are people who are like that. Like they will never tell you about an opportunity. They will. They'll always have a reason for not putting you on. And that's maybe who they are. But there are a lot of other people that like are putting you on, are advocating for you when you're not there. I just think sometimes that when something is done by a woman, it's just like amplified, and like made to be like the thing. There are people who will pull you down and like not open doors for you.
0: It's their character
1: and it's just who they are. Mm. And then there are people, men and women who will just like be your biggest cheerleaders. I don't think it's like a trait. Yeah all women mm. or just women. It's just women that hate each other. No, we don't. Some of my most fulfilling relationships are with women. Mm. So, no, that's, that's not true. That is not true. And also, I think we also need to be considerate and, um, yeah, considerate. And just, well, I, I hear it a lot when people are like, "Yo, oh, black women
0: will never mentor you. Oh, Jesus.
1: Most times it's because black women have too much on their plate. So yes, she's the CEO, but she has She's
0: children. doing a lot.
1: Yeah, like she basically has two jobs. She has children, it's like she has to rush home and go help people do homework and a husband who has things of his own and then an extended family and she's taking care of her sick mother and, and all of these things. And like your expectation that she must find an hour for you in all of that is unfair mm. is unfair it's not that she doesn't want to when she says i would really love to but right now i just don't have the time she really maybe doesn't have the time and she doesn't you're not entitled to to, time. to that time mm. you're not and and i always say <clears throat> there's not a time when i'm not doing anything so when I'm sleeping, I'm doing something. I'm resting my body. It. Exactly. <laughs> when I'm relaxing, I'm doing. It. I'm not not doing anything. I'm mm. I, re- I am relaxing. Because I am replenishing, so that I can do more. So I, no, I don't. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. They're just people that are like that. That are not good people. That are you know. And then there are great people out there. Yours is to find them mm. and cultivate like real relationships with them. At the end of the day it's also unfortunately we live in a world that's give-and-take so when you want people to put you on what are you giving and also like introspection in the times that you have been put on what did you do with those opportunities Mm. so if I risk my good name and I say oh this level girl hire her Mm. and then they hire you and then you disappoint that's my name as well. I'm obviously not gonna ever put you on again. So people
0: need to think about that as well. Like I don't know. I don't. <laughs> no, you actually you you compared to a lot of people who've been mm-hmm. on the Disruptor series, you, your answers have been very short. Actually, really? Yeah, like people have been talking. I would. Yeah, so like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I'm blown away by everything that you're saying, just because it really resonates with me Mm -hmm. and the messages that I put up on social media, you know. When I saw your Instagram page and your Facebook and your everything, I was like, this person looks like they have a good heart, you know. (laughs) And, And I'm being quite genuine. I was like, she looks like she's got a good heart. There's something about her her brand, her aura online, mm-hmm. that makes it feel real. Like and offline. And <laughs> offline, sorry, and offline. But I think you have more, more of a boom offline, which I really mm-hmm. like. Like, it's very cool. Because I thought I would have to be like super kind. And oh, like, honey, <laughs> <I mean? laughs> But it's good that you've got spice. So it's, I, I think you've been really successful in building a very authentic brand. That's like, it shows your heart in the right way. Mm-hmm. But none of that, we're done with that. Do you think that you're a disruptor? I do. What is a disruptor
1: to you? Um, I guess someone that goes against the grain, um, someone that carves a new path and and I think that I am well on my way. Do. there's still so much that I want to do there, there are things that I've done mm-hmm. there's still so much that I want to do but now more than ever I can like very clearly see I can very clearly see what I need to do in the next six months in the next year in the next five years <laughs> to get me there
0: yeah <laughs> what oh my god oh my god but we're almost done do you have anything that you, like a message that you want to leave for people who want to be in the culinary world?
1: Um, I will always encourage um, getting an education. And an education isn't just culinary school because culinary school is so expensive. Yeah. It isn't just that. Um, close to where you live or where you work there is a restaurant. There is a coffee shop. There's a deli. Go there oh, and ask t- to come in and learn. I mean, half of the things that make up my um, qualification, I learned in the the professional kitchen. Mm. So more than I learned in class, I learned in the professional kitchen. So and they won't turn you away. So go ask, can, you, can I ca- come in on weekends, I really want to do this thing, can I learn mm. how to do it? Um, yeah, don't be afraid to ask for help. You don't know everything, and that's okay, to not know everything, but there is someone that does know, mm. why not go learn from them?
0: What, do we, what can we look forward to in terms of the Lazy Makoti, for all of your fans who are listening, for people who've Fancy. just met you and they're like, oh my gosh, I want to oh. know what i can look forward to what can we look forward to oh,
1: finally a tv show I Yay! Feel like I've been saying for like years and years <laughs> finally a tv show um currently building a cooking studio because all the all, all of my classes i book out a studio so finally building one of my own um and then the bigger plan or well, the bigger vision is For the living, opposite to have presence on the continent, on the entire continent. Um, That would be my biggest dream come true. You know, more than the world, I know people think of growth as in, Europe. imagine one day if my brand is in America, I want the continent. So that is my five-year plan is to really, truly, like, dig in and have presence on the continent.
0: Thank you so much for coming through. I thoroughly enjoyed this. I think I've just been like a fan, like you're listening to you. <laughs> it's like you've been telling me a story and I'm just sitting here going, oh yeah, okay, I have to ask another question. Thank you so much. I think this is a very valuable conversation. Everything you've said is what I think people need to hear, especially emerging entrepreneurs and people who are stuck in corporate and they don't actually know where to go, you know. Mm-hmm so thank you so much for coming thank you so much for having me on the podcast and yeah i'm going to i'm very sure i'm going to be working with this lady one day guys like this is a thing i'm putting (laughs) out into the universe yes
1: um oh i also believe in that yeah in like if you want something if i want something i'm not like keeping it to myself yes if i have an idea i put it out there Mm. and people always are always like oh no what if someone copies it it's not a thing until you actually make it work yes. so if they copy it they copy it and everybody well I read this book how um, ideas are like things in the air and at what point, one point or another they bounce so somebody's probably thought of that exact same idea but now the thing is to implement so put it out there it's gonna happen
0: I'm putting it out there okay <laughs> I'm putting it out there and yeah thank you so much for coming to Disruptors I can't wait to see all the amazing things that you're going to do. And yeah, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to be streaming this everywhere. So YouTube, on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, everywhere where my podcast is, that's where we're going to be. And... Yeah, I, I think I'm just kind of blown away today by the authenticity of this conversation and the warmth of it. So I don't actually have much more to say. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for tuning in and I'll see you next time.